And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Down to Dunk NBA Trade Awards. You guys have put in effort to make trades on the internet. Some of you with the ESPN trade machine shows me that you're really outdated in your NBA trading. Most of you are using TradeNBA.com, which is a beautiful website where you can actually trade picks. Many of you did. So, Al Baby Cakes has put a ton of work in looking through your horrible, horrible trades to see who the winner is. I'm telling you guys, you made this really difficult. But <laughs> in more ways than one. In more ways than one. But we're <sighs> excited to go through these trades. There's some there's some good ones. There's some that made me that made me stop and think like, huh, that's interesting. That'll never happen, but that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. There were definitely some ones that uh I gave some extra originality points for just because I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I should mention okay, so the way we graded this one originality. Have we heard of a trade like this before? Sorry to burst your bubble, but if you send in a trade for uh, Rudy Gobert or like a Bradley Beal trade, yeah. probably didn't choose it because nope. we've, we've talked about all those trades. Definitely not. Well, and also those guys are probably not getting traded. Right. Uh, then realistic. How realistic is the trade? Which if you put a trade on like a scale of realistic to unrealistic, at the very far end of unrealistic are the trades we got where it's actually not possible. <laughs> it cannot happen. <laughs> which are the ones where in the case of tradenba.com, sometimes it was letting people trade picks that could not be traded, yeah. like the Timberwolves 2022 pick for instance, you can't trade that yeah. or the Lakers 2025 pick, you can't trade that. Uh-huh. And then a step back from total unrealistic was the ones where a trade would require like three sign-in trades yeah. in a single trade to be completed, which I was just thinking about how crazy that would be. You'd have to have all three guys because they're all free agents. All three of them would be free agents. They could go get money anywhere. Mm-hmm. They would all have to agree to a deal and they'd all have to agree to be traded to whatever team you were trading them to. Yeah. So, so those ones were a little unrealistic. Yeah. And then you know, more realistic, but still unrealistic are the ones that based on what we've heard in terms of reporting, it's hard to take them super seriously. And that goes back to like the Bradley Beal thing. Like every single report we've heard, we've been trading Bradley Beal for two years now, two years we've been doing this. He signed an extension with the wizards and every indication we've heard from every reporter is that the wizards have no intention of trading him. Now that could change in a week. Yeah. But right now, it's hard to take a Bradley Beal trade seriously because it's like, what is this based on? And then the other, the other one that I saw a lot was uh, Devin Booker, which like, yeah. at, well, this is like the last point you would ever trade Devin Booker. They just had 
eight no run in the bubble playoffs. Their young center took a big jump this year. DeAndre Ayton. They've got the new coach that everyone likes. Like they have so much momentum, and they're just going to throw it away. They haven't been to the playoffs in a decade, and they're just going to throw it away for some picks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page with all of that. I just, yeah. Any so- any of those names that you just said, I just immediately just said nope. Me too. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. So, and then the third category, of course, is do we actually like the trade? Is it a good trade? Yeah. Um, so there were five categories, and I will say that some categories uh, garnered better trades than others, and that partly that was probably my fault. Um, we'll talk about some of the later categories. All, all your fault here. Yeah. Were very difficult in <laughs> retrospect <laughs> to do. They probably shouldn't have used the word contender. Probably should have just said like playoffs or something. Nice, <laughs> because cont- nice contender like kind of forced everyone to trade for really big names that probably weren't available. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my fault, not your fault. Um, okay. So you ready to get into it? And as a reminder, how this works, I put every trade, I screenshotted every trade, put it into a Word document under its appropriate category, sent that Word document to Andrew, totally blind. I included everyone's trade. We have gone through them separately, mm-hmm. come up with our handful of best ones, but then kind of chosen our best ones. So we're going to talk. We're going to pick our best, debate that, see who the actual winner is, and then we'll talk about some of the honorable mentions as well. And then the winners are going to get a gift from me. And I'll just let you know, I've been looking around my house, also factoring in postage. <laughs> and uh, you guys are probably going to be getting uh, a book or a graphic novel. I have a lot of graphic Ooh, novels nice. at my house. I was, they're very nice. They're very nice ones. And that way I can send it media mail and it will not be as expensive. So category one, we started off simple with the best OKC trade. So this is just any trade involving the Thunder. Andrew, do you want to go first? Do you want to announce who you thought had the best OKC Thunder trade? Yeah, I have, I've narrowed it down to three. Narrow it down to one. <laughs> I'm about to narrow it down to one. I think my favorite deal, and I don't, there's, there's one thing I don't love about it, but I do like Thunder Chats trade. DeMar DeRozan, Keldon Johnson, number 11 for Chris Paul and 25. Chris Paul feels like a spur, right? I agree. And I feel like that you could have some really nice three-guard lineups there with Derek White. Like Derek White could, could guard some threes, right? Sure. And then <laughs> And also who cares? Also who cares? It's not our problem. <laughs> you get DeRozan, obviously that would I mean to go from Westbrook to Chris Paul to DeRozan might actually kill taylor dickerson like he might actually <laughs> die but like, you could theoretically flip DeRozan for you could another He's, asset and, right and the great thing when you think about some of the other chris paul trades we've considered were especially like the sixers trades where you're taking back some contract that's going to last for three years yeah the reason why you like that spurs trade is because DeRozan's an expiring assuming he takes his he has to pick up his player option for this to work yeah but assuming he picks up his player option, you just you just have him for one year at the max, mm-hmm. not at the at the literal max, but <laughs> at the most <laughs> you have him for one year. It's close to the max, but close yeah. to the max. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like Keldon Johnson. I thought he was really good for them this year. And then you basically tr- trade eleven for twenty or twenty five for eleven. 
and you get your chance at whoever falls. I mean, if City, I mean, Sadiq Bay is there. Patrick Williams happens to be there. I think you take a guy like that. I think Devin Vassell will likely be there after all of the shooting stuff. And I don't even know if I would take him now. But there's going to be somebody that falls. Maybe they like shooting and they take Aaron Naismith, 6'6 shooter. They probably don't. They probably take Kira Lewis Jr., who just, you know, he's he's a fun player. Or RJ Hampton. If RJ Hampton's there at 11, you take him. Or maybe they're trading this to get Alexi Pokushevsky. Who knows? But By you, the way, did you did you see the Ringers, the new Ringers mock draft? I did. I saw that Pokushevsky was there at 25 for the for the Thunder and that they're linked to him. They're linked. He said, I think he said two people or at least two sources have told him or something. I mean, it could be people just saying like, isn't Pokushevsky a Thunder guy? Like, yes. Is he though? Yeah, he's really young. He's seven feet tall. He's got really good length. He can do lots of things. He's like big white Darius Baisley. Big white Darius Baisley. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so you went with Thunder Chat trade, and I will say that that did make my top three. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I didn't pick it was because I thought there was a better version of that trade later. Yeah. So that's why I didn't go with that. So my number one came from Handle Dan Mayan, okay, aka Thunder Dan, and this was a Bulls trade with CP3, and. First of all, the reason I liked it was because I hadn't really thought about the Bulls as being a CP3 destination. But but you can imagine a scenario where the Bulls bringing in Billy Donovan, who had a very good relationship with Chris Paul, might say, hey, this would be a really good piece to have on this super young team where we think we might be good enough to make the playoffs if everything went right. But hey, wouldn't it be nice to actually have a veteran who would maybe not guarantee as a playoff spot, but would significantly boost our chances. And they don't really have to give up a lot, yeah. a ton. They yeah. kind of do. So the deal is Chris Paul and Terrence Ferguson going out to the Bulls. By the way, outside of Chris Paul, I think Terrence Ferguson was the most popularly traded <laughs> Thunder player. He was included <laughs> like in every single trade. <laughs> you get extra points for trading T. Ferg, honestly. <laughs> and then coming back to us... There are two bad contracts, with which is Otto Porter Jr. picking up his player option for $28.4 million. Cristiano Felicio, also an expiring at $7.5 million. Mm-hmm. And Luke Cornett, also an expiring for $2.2 million. So who cares about all of those? That's just to make the money work. They're getting off those contracts. And then the real meat of the trade is a 2021 first-round pick that's top five protected. So if you're the Bulls, you're thinking you know, worst case scenario, we're probably giving them like a late lottery pick. That's mm-hmm. probably what they're thinking, mm-hmm. but they're, they're hoping to make the playoffs obviously. And then a 2022 second round pick. And I just thought that was a relatively fair deal for Chris Paul. I like it from the Thunder's perspective in that you're getting off a lot of long-term money from Chris Paul. You're taking on all these expirings who by the way, are not going to help you win, but you probably can play. And who knows? Maybe someone would want to trade for Otto Porter Jr. at some point. There was a there was a time in my life, especially in fantasy basketball, where Otto Porter Jr. was like killing it. Yeah. Who knows? Something could happen there. We have an open spot at the three for him to play. There's the minutes are and, there. Yeah, the minutes are there. And then you get a first round pick that's lightly protected for next year. And by the way, I don't even care about 
lightly protected. I don't care if the Bulls end up being a playoff team. I just like the idea of having an extra pick in next year's draft. Yeah. And then you get that 2022 second rounder. So I think that was a relatively reasonable trade where the Bulls are only really giving up a first round pick and they're getting Chris Paul. Yeah. And I like that. I like that for both sides. Yeah. So the 2021 pick is what gets you most excited about this. Exactly. You're basically trading Chris Paul for a pick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that one was in my top three as well. Don't hate it. Okay. Don't hate it. Um, we got to narrow it down to one, though. We do have to narrow it down to one. So my, as I mentioned, my argument against Thunder Chats was only that I thought there was a better Spurs trade later. That's the only reason I chose uh, Thunder Dan's trade over that one. Because, and, and I guess when I do think about it, I would rather have a up-in-the-air pick in 2021 than definitely having the number 11 pick in 2020. Hmm. So that was kind of like the deciding factor for me. That's true, because I mean, you. There's a chance that they still don't make the playoffs with Chris Paul. <laughs> it's possible, <laughs> yeah. And maybe if they do it, you get like the 15th or 16th pick in the draft, right? Because that team is still not great. I mean, do you, like, who your best two players are? Chris Paul, Zach Levine. Uh, exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. I don't love it, but. Yeah, I uh, I had Dan Mayans on there. Let's let's go ahead and give the Down to Dunk Category One Award to Dan Mayan. All right, congrats to Dan. Congrats to Thunder Dan. Hope you don't live in New Zealand. <laughs> Where do you live, Dan? That goes for everyone. No offense <laughs> to our fans in New Zealand. <laughs> I'm a, I, and I did not look up where anyone was from. That did not factor into my decision. Yeah. So if you, I, I see that uh, we have someone joining us from Germany. The Fluky is joining us from Germany. I know that Fluky uh, submitted some trades and I did not know that Fluky was from Germany. That did not influence my uh, decision at all. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, we can talk about some of our, our honorable mentions. The other one that made my top three was from Evan McDaniel, uh-huh. which Evan ETM which was a Chris Paul trade with the Hawks. And maybe a week ago, I would have poo-pooed this, said, well, why would the Hawks do that? But then I was listening to that low post, and he just kept saying the Hawks are yearning. They're yearning to make the playoffs. <laughs> and honestly, like, who are they going to get that's significantly better than Chris Paul, yeah. who can play with Trey Young, and they won't have to give up a ton to get him, they have plenty of cap space, so they don't even have to give away that many contracts. Yeah. And so in this in this uh, concept of the deal, Evan traded Chris Paul and then got back Dwayne Dedman, Kevin Herter, and a 2023 first-round pick. Now, maybe Atlanta doesn't do that, um, but just some type of – maybe it ends up being like a lottery-protected first or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't hate that deal. I, I, I like the idea of the Hawks – something that I would not have considered very long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pretty pumped and jacked to get Kevin Herter back. Yeah, I would too. A shooter. He can shoot. He can shoot. That's cool. It's tall. That's really cool. It's novel. (laughs) Something we haven't seen before. (laughs) 
Uh, any other trades that made uh, your kind of final selections that you want to bring up? Yeah, I kind of I paused a little bit at uh, John underscore Mitchell threes trade James Johnson in a 2023 Minnesota top three protected pick for Schroeder and Ferguson. Like, oh, okay. If they want to be good, that's that helps them. Yeah. I liked I like that. And I like that for the Thunder too. Like James Johnson's got this big expiring deal and he's kind of I don't know, he's a guy that'll probably just sit on your bench all year. And you get a twenty twenty three Minnesota pick. I mean, could Towns force himself out by twenty twenty three? It's very possible. Could they still be bad with Towns in twenty twenty three? Very possible. So I, I like that. I like that just the another future asset uh, in your pocket. It's always nice to have a Minnesota pick. You can ask the uh, the Warriors how they feel about having a Minnesota pick. They're pretty pumped. It's true. So th- that wraps up Category 1, Best Thunder Trade, going to Thunder Dan at Dan Mayan for his Chris Paul to Chicago Bulls trade. So that brings us to the second category, Category 2. This is a trade involving the number one or number two pick in the 2020 draft. So you have to include either Minnesota's number one pick or Golden State's number two pick Mm -hmm. in some type of deal. And Andrew, I'll I'll lead it off. I again was able to narrow it down to about five. Yep. And the one I liked the most was from our friend. Our friend. (laughs) (laughs) Was from our friend. The Frozen Okie, a.k.a. Michael Anderson. Okay. This was a deal between the Timberwolves and the Pelicans where the Timberwolves are trading for Drew Holiday and the number 13 pick, which is the Pelicans pick this year, in exchange for James Johnson, a 2020 second rounder, and the number one overall pick. And the reason I like this one was from from the Pelicans' perspective, because obviously Drew Holiday is a very hot name out there. Yeah. Everyone's coming up with trade ideas for Drew Holiday. Yeah. I still think like the Pelicans overall are a very young team and having a number one pick, adding a number one pick into that core, which really their core is still Zion, who's super young. Mm-hmm. He's only going into his second year. I just like the idea of going for a super high pick as opposed to getting a collection of picks, which they probably could get from another team. And so that's the reason I went with it. And then from the Timberwolves perspective, I just really like the idea of a backcourt of D'Angelo and Drew Holiday. Like Drew Holiday covers up a lot of what D'Angelo doesn't do well. Yeah. And also Drew Holiday isn't asked to be the primary ball handler. He can play that off-ball role that everyone loves him in. And so I really like the fit on the Timberwolves. And from the Timberwolves perspective, they just drop down to number 13. And maybe, you know, if, if, if you think that that's – if the Pelicans are giving up too much – in this trade, maybe they keep their own pick, so it's just for Drew Holiday for the number one pick. I don't know. I like that deal though, and that came from the Frozen Oki. Yeah, that was in that's in my my top three as well. Uh, also, you get wow, two for two. You can have uh, the the both the Ball brothers in New Orleans. Two balls in New Orleans. That that's, oh yes that. Yeah, yeah, you could get Lamelo and Lonzo. Yeah, I mean, who else would you? I mean, I'm trying to think of who I would want to take. I mean, it would definitely be Lamelo, like 100% Lamelo, because you you have guys out on the perimeter that can hit shots. Even Lonzo has been a pretty good spot up shooter. Uh, and then if you have Lamelo as your point, just a really great passer to pair 
if you're going to pair somebody with Zion, like you pair them with like great passers. And he and, and Lonzo are both really great passers. So I really like it for a lot of reasons. Actually, I just talked myself into it because I really want to see that. Okay, let's go. Ahead. Wow. Let's go ahead and give it to the Frozen Oki because I really, I really like that because it really helps the Timberwolves quite a bit. So congratulations to the Frozen Oki for winning. Wow, look at that Frozen Oki. Yeah, because I mean, if if the Timberwolves are doing this thing where they're like, yeah, we want to be good, great. I don't see any scenario where who, it doesn't matter who they pick at number one. Like they're not going to be good. If you like, if you add Drew Holiday to that, another twenty point score, a guy that's going to play defense, a guy that may get Cat to play defense. I, I like it. If they can stay healthy, I like that. So, what was your number two then? So I actually like uh, Pepsi United's trade. It's um, let me let me find it. There's so many trades. <laughs> uh, so it involved Buddy Heald to the Timberwolves for the number one pick. So it was Buddy Heald 12 and two second rounders for James Johnson, Jake Lehman, Jared Culver, and a number and the number one pick. Uh, that's another. I don't know that Buddy Heald propels them to where they want to be. But I like I like the fit of just putting a guy that's just a just an absolute knockdown shooter with those guys because they're going to need space on the floor. So I I like that. And then you get twelve, and the guy at twelve may be just as good as the number one pick if you're if you're the Timberwolves. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. And then if you're the Kings, like you just you get the number one pick for Buddy Heal, then you're just you're elated, and then you get to get to party. I think that was a good trade. Um, the one that I originally had as my number one, but then I talked myself out of it because I was like, ah, Boston's just not going to do this. But it was between the Timberwolves and Boston where they're trading the number one pick for Jalen Brown. Because I do think Jalen Brown is like the level of player, like the best level of player you could possibly get mm-hmm. for the number one pick. In terms of like a young guy, he's only on a second contract. He's a 20-point scorer. And then they were giving back Jarrett Culver, the number one pick, a 2023 first rounder, top eight protected, and James Johnson. I think that's a pretty good deal for Jalen Brown. And if Boston was in a situation where they're looking at their future cap, they're about to have to pay, uh, gosh, sorry, name, Celtics, their other good, Jason Tatum. Got it. (laughs) 6.30 in the morning. Uh, (laughs) They're going to have to pay Jason Tatum. They've already got Kimba locked in. Maybe they want to make a move for someone like Miles Turner that's going to be another big hit on their cap. This is a lot to get back for Jalen Brown. And you kind of reset your cap by having this number one pick, and then you're also picking up that future number one pick. And maybe you think Jarrett Culver could be something. Yeah. I thought that was a a pretty good trade. And and from the Timberwolves' perspective, like Jalen Brown would be perfect on that team. dude. Yeah, I don't think they're trading Jalen Brown. I kind of... Scoffed at that just a little bit. I also liked um, Evan Etm's trade to get Vucevic and Alfaruk Aminu to the Warriors for the number one pick, Andrew Wiggins, or the number two pick, and Andrew Wiggins and Kavon Looney. Like Vucevic is a guy that nobody ever thinks about. No one spends time thinking about him or talking about him, but he's super good. And if you paired him. Like Draymond Green's like the perfect forward to pair 
with Vucevic, like they they would their offense would be ridiculous if he was there, and they'd probably have him shooting threes, and he'd probably be very good at it. And he's a guy that can carry the offense if he's you know paired with like a second unit guard with Steph Curry off the floor. Like he would be he'd be very good for them. But he's also a guy that I didn't consider it as like the best trade just because can you play Vucevic down the stretch of games? I mean, you probably don't. So, right. But I like, but I like the deal. I thought that was kind of interesting. And I should mention that uh, Jalen Brown trade was from uh, Dookie. So shout out to Dookie. Dookie, just straight up. Okay. So our category two winner was the frozen Oki, who is watching us live. Very excited to win. Nice. All right, so now we move on to category three. And I will say this was the one where I cared least about how realistic it was because <laughs> okay, okay. it in itself was not realistic. The category I, I was... I you were just going to say I cared least. Oh. <laughs> uh, because we're trying to trade for category three, trying mm-hmm. to make a trade and turn OKC, the current version, into a contender. So we're assuming that they're keeping Chris Paul. We're assuming they're probably re-signing Gallo. So you have their other pieces, Schroeder, Adams, whoever else you want to trade, and try to make them into a contender, which is a very hard thing to do. It's, it's a fair... I actually don't know that any of these turned the Thunder into a contender. Probably not. But if we... I should have just said, make this version better. Yeah. If you can make this version of the Thunder better. So there were a lot of deals. <laughs> and I would say that this is where the trade started going off the cliff a little bit. And it became much harder <laughs> to find deals that I both liked and thought were like some realm of realistic. Yeah. First of all, I, I got to mention this trade, which it did not win. But the more I'm thinking about it. So this is from uh, Jared Fergie, Jared Ferguson. Mm-hmm. His big deal to make OKC a contender was Detroit receives the number 25, Hami and Burton, and we get back Luke Kennard and Tony Snell. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. Shout out to Jared Ferguson. I agree with him that that doesn't necessarily make us a contender, but those are pieces, and you could argue that OKC has had an issue with depth, and if you just put... Luke Kennard and Tony Snell onto that team last year. That's a lot more options with NBA rotation players. I wanted to give it a shout out. I didn't know if it deserved to win a category where you're trying to turn a team into a contender, <laughs> but I respected it. Yeah, I respect that. Luke Kennard could and, be our Tyler hero, right? And honestly, I liked it more than the one I actually chose, but the one I chose, I felt gave us the higher ceiling, which was one from Evan McDaniel, Evan okay. ETM. Yeah. We've already mentioned his name a few times. And it's a deal with the Spurs. Another there are a lot of Spurs trades. I, I haven't been thinking of Spurs trades at all until the down to dunk trade awards. And then yep. everyone is sending in Spurs trades. And it's very simple. It is Steven Adams and our 2020 first rounder for Lamarcus Aldridge. That's it. And the reason I like the deal is because it doesn't lock in OKC for very long. Like if they are just like, Hey, let's just go make one more run at it. Let's just see what we can do. Getting LaMarcus Aldridge and basically replacing Steven Adams with LaMarcus Aldridge. So now that you have a front line of Danilo Gallinari and LaMarcus Aldridge, and then you have Chris Paul, you have like this super old veteran team. I kind of liked it. I don't even love LaMarcus Aldridge. You're old. And I mean, it just, I don't know. It just makes you. You're old for a year though. Yeah. No, I get it. it. 
he's an expiring and then you're done. Yeah. No, I, that's, he, I, I do like that. I do like And that. he actually makes less money than Steven Adams. Which is crazy. <laughs> that is so you save some money. That is crazy. And and you get to send Steven to San Antonio, which is a place where he's always wanted to be. So is that true? He told you that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He didn't tell me that, but I I believe that is true. Uh yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Do you think that, I mean I just Lamarcus just wasn't that good. He wasn't, but I feel like he had a run there. And I feel like he had a few good games <laughs> recently. I guess he wasn't even in the bubble, was he? I, you know what? I don't know. He, he wasn't. He was injured. Yeah. So that... Honestly, I have thought so little about LaMarcus Aldridge that like the first memory that came into my head was when he like went off against the Rockets in the first round of the playoffs, maybe half a decade ago. Yeah. Or g- game game one of round two, 2016, where he was unstoppable. Oh, yeah. Unstoppable. Even game two, he was un- unstoppable. Yeah, I like I I I respect it. I respect the fact that it gets you... One more shot at trying to trying to be something, and then you can be done. Because the trade that I chose, it's it's a little bit more involved. But if you're trying to make OKC a contender now, I think this 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 helps in a lot of ways. So I, mine is from Grayson Wilbanks at Grayson Wilbanks on Twitter, and his is Stephen Adams, Terrence Ferguson, Hamadou Diallo, our twenty twenty round one pick and then a top five 2021 protected pick which i don't like giving that away but i guess theoretically if you st- if you want to be a contender you got to give stuff away and i actually don't even think you'd have to give this away to make this deal work because it really helps get them out of jail um the cleveland cavaliers for kevin love and shetty osman so i will tell you this one was originally my winner and the only hang up with it was the idea of having to give two first round picks for Kevin Love. You shouldn't have and to so do that. If if we can if we can allow it that maybe we don't have to do that, or if that was like a top twenty protected first rounder instead of a top five. Yeah. So that they can feel like they got two first rounders. Right. I I do like that deal. Cause we've been talking about Kevin Love for maybe five years now. Yeah. Trying to trade for him. Yeah. It's made sense for a long time mm-hmm. if you wanted to go down that route, which is locking up your cap for a really long time. A long time. But getting a better player. And I like the idea that you're getting Chetty Osman back as well. Yeah. It's kind of it's like a nice little, little bonus throw-in. Yeah. You can play on the wing. That's your, I mean, that's your biggest weakness is the three. And so you, you get a three. You get Kevin Love, who's su- still good, by the way. Like, still a good player. Can really really shoot it. He would probably be elated to play with Chris Paul and Shea and guys that are good at basketball because he's been just miserable in Cleveland. And I think and that, that legit puts the Thunder vaults them to a, another level because the difference between Kevin Love and Stephen Adams is pretty significant. And you have that new defensive front line: Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Love, <laughs> Twin Towers. It's like. It's like Tim Duncan and David Robinson out there. Yeah, I know, man. 
It's not. But great. I. It's not defensively. It's not great. But I, I. I do like that one, and I'm fine with rewarding that the winner okay. because that was my initial favorite. And now that we've, as long as we're on the same page about that second pick. Yeah, we've got this. We you can't give them a top five protected pick there. I mean, you just you can't give that one away. They don't deserve it. No, they don't deserve it. Actually, I would just eliminate it. I think I think the Cavs would do that trade with just a not even having the twenty twenty one pick in there at all. Yeah, two they first might. round picks for Kevin Love. I mean, yeah. I mean, just yeah. Good luck. Good. Luck. They definitely. Yeah, I mean, they would definitely do this deal. He's got three years left. But we'll go ahead and give this one to Grayson Wilbanks. Congratulations, Grayson. You did it, kind of. And Grayson, you're the only person whose Twitter handle is the same as their Twitter display name. True. Pretty exciting. It is. Very exciting. All right. Hey, before we get to Category 4, let's take a quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And we're back from that quick break. Okay, so that we just wrapped up Category 3 help make OKC Thunder a contender, which we did by giving away the farm for Kevin Love. And we liked that. <laughs> now we're going to move on to which to the one that I thought probably produced the worst crop of trades. Yeah. And it, and this was one that if I could do it over again, I would have just called it lottery to playoffs instead of lottery to contender. Cause I feel like then the trades would have been a little bit more realistic. Yeah. But this is category four where you're trying to change a current lottery team, non warriors into a contender, mm-hmm. which is very hard to do. This is very hard to do. Extremely hard to do because what guys are out there that realistically could be added to a team that could make them a contender. And based on the one that I went with, like, I think it might be Chris Paul. I think that might be the best player out there that is gettable yeah. that could potentially take a team to another level. For sure. Which is why I went with Benelifant King. Oh, man, we picked the same one. Oh, really? Yeah. A.K.A. Jesse Smith. I mentioned earlier that the only reason I didn't choose Thunder Chat Spurs trade for the best OKC trade was that I liked a better one. I thought there was a better one. And honestly, the reason I like this one is I like it more for the Spurs in terms of turning them into a contender. Yeah. So what it is, is we send the Spurs Chris Paul and we do a sign-in trade for Gallo and give them our 2020 first. And in return, we get the expirings of Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills. We get Keldon Johnson and we get that number 11 pick. So it's yeah. very similar to the previous trade from Thunder Chats. It's just expanded a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I chose this one was from the Spurs perspective, adding two legit NBA players 
in Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari does take them to another level. Now, are they really a contender in that scenario? Probably not. But are they like a locked-in playoff team? Possibly. So I, I, that's why I like that one. And it's basically the same deal where we're moving up from 25 to 11. We're getting the young guy in Keldon Johnson, and then we're getting all these expirings that we can either flip or just let run out. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great trade because it really does. It, it vaults the Spurs where they would want to be if they want to be a contender. And, or if they just want to say, hey, Pop, why don't you just coach two more years? Yeah. That'll take you to the end of Chris Paul's contract. Let's just see what we can do. They've got a ton of good guards now. They still got DeJounte Murray. They still got Derek White. Yeah. You get to you basically get to be the Thunder from last year. Maybe they can get 25. Yeah. Yeah, give them 25. Yeah, you, you get to be the Thunder from last year, but Greg Popovich is your coach. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty great. I would take that. So, congratulations to Bedelphi King. You have won Category 4. There wasn't a lot of contenders for that one. Benelfa King, do you live in New Zealand? <laughs> he does not. I don't remember. I feel Came like I should from. know where some of these people live yeah, yeah. No, at this point. Because <laughs> I hear native. their names so often. Oklahoma native. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so some other ones that I at least considered... <laughs> Uh, there was one from Austin underscore 35, which was a Chris Paul deal to the Cavs. Yeah. Because um, I, I did, I could consider a scenario where if you had Chris Paul on a team with Kevin Love and Andre Drummond, like maybe that's a East playoff team at the very least. Yeah. And then we would be getting back Colin Sexton, a 2021 top five pick or tw- top five protected pick. And then Larry Nance Jr. I did feel like, if the Cavs are making that deal, they got to hold on to Larry Nance Jr. He was like maybe their best player last year. <laughs> you got you can't give him up. Yeah. And then we also got Dante Exum in that deal. I considered that one. Again, you see another uh, appearance of Terrence Ferguson. That's good. <laughs> in, a, in another trade. Yep. Always good. There was another deal that I saw. It was a three-teamer involving um, Chris Stapps. But yeah. we, we should mention that the Dallas Morning News, I think it was the Dallas Morning News, came out with a report that Dallas is willing to consider anyone other than Luca and Chris Stapps in order to get a third star, which I don't know what that would entail looking at the rest of their roster. But they're willing to do it. If you want to give them a star for anyone not named Porzingis or Luca, they'll do it. Of course they would be. <laughs> That's, I mean, if, if you're a, a reporter, that's a pretty good article to write because you don't even really have to source it because it's so obvious, but it's, it sounds juicy enough where it gets posted on Reddit and like people are talking about it. Yeah. Like it's news or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's basically Mavs are considering making their team better. The Mavs would like to be better than they were last about year. Just think about the possibility. Oh, shoot. All right. Okay. Any, any other ones there? Should we move on? No, let's move on. Okay. That was a rough one. Rough category. <laughs> All right. Our final category, category five, best three-team trade. Best three-team trade. Got another crop of some interesting trades for this one. 
a lot of people were sending three teams trades for a lot of different categories. And this one was another tough one. And the one I ended up going with, would you have to tell me what you think about this one? Yeah. So this is from at Sam the Swindler. Okay. It's a three-team trade between the Pelicans, the Thunder, and the Nets. So let's go team by team. The Nets in this deal are getting Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick. Okay, right there. I like it. Drew Holiday is the perfect guy to put next to Kyrie. And you get J.J. Redick thrown in, who's probably going to help out the Nets more than he would be helping out the Pelicans. Yeah. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Okay, the Thunder, they get Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Oh, you're pairing up Naw with his cousin, right? They're cousins. Yeah, they're cousins. Yeah. And you get Jackson Hayes. Who cares? Maybe something happens there. You're getting two young guys to add to your stable of young guys. And the Pelicans are getting Karis LeVert, Jarrett Allen, Dennis Schroeder, and Taurine Prince. Now, this is where that's the only part of this deal where I'm a little bit hesitant on it because if you're giving up Drew Holiday and you're giving up J.J. Redick, is that enough to get back? I ended up deciding that it was enough, and I think the only reason I was hesitant was because I still don't know how to value Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. But getting back Dennis Schroeder, Karis Levert, and Jared Allen right there, I mean, those are three NBA players that are going to be a part of whatever eight- to nine-man rotation the Pelicans have. Mm-hmm. And you can bring Dennis Schroeder off the bench if you want to. I don't know if the, in this scenario you have to play him with Lonzo. Maybe that works. You basically are replacing Jackson Hayes, your center of the future, with Jared Allen. Yeah. And then you get a nice wing player in Karis LeVert, who still has some upside. He is 26, but I think he still has some upside. People really like him, especially how he played in the bubble. Yeah. So that was my favorite three-team trade. Yeah, I like that one. It's, it's a lot juicier than than the one that I liked, was to get Danilo Gallinari to the Trailblazers and a sign-and-trade. Um. And what what would we be getting back? We'd be getting back a 2021 first-round pick from the Blazers and James Johnson. And the Timberwolves get Trevor Ariza. So they basically swap James Johnson for Trevor Ariza, which is Uh, like marginally helps them. I don't know. This this is maybe too benign, honestly. But the Blazers get get (laughs) Danilo Gallinari, which I think helps. This is... I'm not a big three three team trade guy. I also liked the from Connor underscore Donovan. Uh, the Lakers get Chris Paul, the Thunder get Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, and a 2021 first rounder from the Knicks, and the Knicks get Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma. I also had that one in my top three. I think that, I thought that and, was and- a very creative deal to get all these teams what what they would want. I don't know. Is that what the Knicks it, want? I guess would be my question. Well, that was the thing. Like, if you told me the Knicks had another deal in place to get some other, not necessarily even a star, but just like a good player, like a primary option, yeah, I would be more into that trade. Because just trade, just the Knicks right now trading for Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma, like, good luck. Right. I don't think that's changing anything. But if they, ha- honestly, if they had Chris Paul, which obviously he's going to the Lakers in this scenario then surrounding him with guys like Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma would make a lot more sense. And I would have really liked that one. Going back to Sam the Swindlers, I do think it's too much now that I'm, I'm looking at it again because they're mm-hmm. giving up Drew Holiday, J.J. Redick, Jackson Hayes, they're one of their lottery picks from last year, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who I assume they really like. I think the Thunder 
might have to give up like a pick in this scenario. And maybe it's their pick from this year. They can trade number 25 just to give the Pelicans some like future asset because right now most of these assets are guys who are locked into deals or they're on expirings and you're going to have to pay them if you want to keep them. Mm-hmm. That is an awful but, lot. That is an awful lot. That's why. So the one that I probably Jeb grooms at grooms underscore Jeb, the Nets get drew holiday. The Pelicans get number eight and a first round pick. Um, from the Nets, which I think is 19. 19. Or... And then the Knicks get Karis LeVert and Torian Prince. Because would you rather have Karis LeVert or the number eight pick? I think you can make an argument for Karis LeVert. Yeah, you could. And I think it depends on like where your team's timeline is. For whatever reason, I get the impression that New Orleans is interested in winning soon. Yeah. So... I do think they would probably value Karis LeVert more than the number eight pick, but I could totally see another team making the complete opposite decision. Like the Thunder, for instance. Maybe they would rather have the number eight pick in that scenario. Yeah, I think they would. I like that, though, because if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not pushing the pedal to the metal here. Like, you've got young, your youngest, your best players are so young. Like, you can add another guy to that mix. That's what they do, though. They did it with Anthony Davis. It feels like they're doing it with Zion. I know. I, it scares me a little bit. I agree. I don't know why you would do that. I like that for the Pelicans, like forcing their hand a little bit. Because if you get Karis Liver, like the expectations are just, the expectations are going to be out of whack to me. But like Karis Levert on the Knicks, like Karis Levert would probably be the best player on the Knicks. And yeah. He could be pretty good. And the Nets obviously win that trade with getting Drew Holiday. Is the number eight, is two first-round picks enough for Drew Holiday? I think it should be. If if they were planning on moving him, it should be. Eight and 19, yeah. If they're trying to like maximize his value and they're perfectly happy keeping him, like maybe they just keep him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I kind of like the other deal, even though I do think there needs to be some future asset in there. But just getting in players like Karis Silver and especially Jared Allen, and maybe Schroeder is just a one-year deal and he goes off somewhere else after that year. Um, but bringing in some more depth for that team, mm-hmm. I like. But I do think there needs to be additional picks going to the Pelicans. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you choose. Do you go with uh, Grooms Grooms Jeb or Sam the Swindler? I'm gonna go. Both? I'm gonna go Sam the Swindler. I think it was a very creative deal. Congratulations, to Sam the Swindler, for winning our fifth and final category in the Down to Dunk. All right. Sure. So I will be contacting uh, all the winners, all the winners, probably through DM, assuming you allow it, or just through Twitter, to get your address, and uh, you just uh, keep your eye on your mailbox. Because uh, in a few weeks, you'll be getting a little present from Al Baby Cakes. Oh, be on the lookout, winners. Thanks for everybody for contributing to our first. You say first annual? Is that a thing you say? Sure. Sure. For our first annual Down to Dunk Trade Awards. Appreciate all the participants. Hope you guys have a great, great Wednesday. We will talk to you guys again on Friday morning. Maybe there could be news. I have have a feeling this might be our last podcast where we're just making stuff up. 
It's going to be a race to December 22nd. So have a great day. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday. All right. I think we may have chosen five uh, USA people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.